Welcome to Hot Off the Press, a podcast that provides knowledge and emotional support for new and aspiring printers. I'm Jillian of Studio Soprano. And I'm Mariah of Mariah Creates, and we are two letterpress printers who believe in sharing our knowledge and learning together. We're here to help bridge the gap between antique printing methods and modern design. So hang up your apron, put down those palette knives, and let's get into what's hot off the press. friends and welcome back to hot off the press Jillian here from studio soprano and of course I am with my amazing co-host Mariah from Mariah creates hello hello Mariah (laughs) (laughs) and today we're gonna be extra silly while we talk about selling on Etsy most specifically how to not go broke while using their platform LOL. What a great way to introduce this topic. Um, (laughs) I mean, if that doesn't sum up a little bit of our uh, initial fears and thoughts about Etsy, I don't know what does. (laughs) I've been wanting to do an Etsy episode for quite a while because I do think that it's the most amazing platform for any creative who is selling a product to be on, bar none. I think it's just like a really great platform. However, there... Like, I am not an expert on it. You're not an expert on it. And we actually know some, like, very, very well-qualified experts. So it's, like, one of those things of, like, I don't want to cross over into that territory, but I also do want to talk about it because um, it's something we should use, but it can be dangerous if you are doing a very typical thing for like new business owners which is looking at what everyone else is doing and trying to copy that and make it work for yourself. I want to start off by saying that if you sell any kind of product unless you have this like incredibly massive brand awareness like Target has massive brand awareness. Yeah exactly. Unless you have that, then you can 100% absolutely benefit from being on Etsy, even if you have your own website, even if you're making sales on your own website. Etsy could be the way that you introduce even more people to your brand and you could use your marketing and stuff to then convert them over to your website for future sales. Yeah. So if you're not using Etsy, you're leaving money on the table. Yeah. So I was going to add that like, unless you have continually... If you are continually bringing in new traffic to your website and making those sales, like you literally would have to have a constant revolving door of new customers coming to your own like website to justify not being on Etsy, in my opinion. Right. The people who are on Etsy are there specifically to shop. It is not a social media site that has links available. It is not... Pinterest where you can like click into it or see 15 million other things that look exactly like it. Like it is a shopping platform. So if somebody is on the website or app, they're specifically there to shop. And of course, social media and your blog and your email list, those are all really important avenues to your business. And they they all have like a lot of value to you. But Etsy is just one of those places where people are, the people you're talking to, the people who are seeing your product are already there to buy something. So the only game you have to play is showing up or being more viable than the competing products. Like showing up more 
or just having an edge on the other like thousand things that might Your show competitors. up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, but like I said, we are not experts. We're not going to claim to be it. We have not 100% cracked the code. If you go over to our Etsy shops, you can see exactly how many sales we've done. You'll see exactly (laughs) how many sales we have. There's no, like, it's not a six figure situation. Nobody's claiming that we're putting it here right now. (laughs) Yes. We're laying our, our truths on the table our cards on the table that's what it is yeah we're laying we're, our, cards we're on the laying table. our greeting cards on the lol table. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay but the truth is we have learned a lot and yeah. um we have seen the proof in every bit of advice that we are going to mention in this episode so if you want to deeper dive into etsy tactics we're going to link our favorite resources down in the show notes And that is where you could find that information. But we are going to talk about some lessons we've learned today. Okay. Mariah, how long have you been on Etsy? Um, I think I've been on Etsy since 2020, which is when I opened my online shop with greeting cards. Um, I started off with letterpress greeting cards and then eventually added in some note card sets and some like prints and other things. So 2020. um, So coming up on three years. Awesome. Um, I opened mine in 2018 and I was selling macrame. (laughs) (laughs) I love that curveball for you. (laughs) So the Studio Soprano Etsy has been a full journey. It was like macrame and then calligraphy, like art prints, but they were actually hand done. So I guess they weren't prints. It was basically just like pieces of artwork. Um, and then I sold like a few, acrylic paintings that I did where I was just swirling paint around on a canvas and then sticking in these like little wire these little flowers that I made out of bending wire girl oh my god I need photos send me my Etsy was on a freaking journey anyway I think I posted like my first letterpress in late 2019 and it was a custom listing because I had just done doing a custom thank you note set for my dad's business. And I was like, ooh, I could use these as the listing photo. And I recently looked at that listing. It hasn't been active, but it's still like a draft. Like I took it down, but I left it as a draft. Um, I almost barfed when I looked at the price. It was like, (laughs) it was like $75 for like, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 like custom letterpress note cards oh that's so funny oh oh you were gonna say something um yeah so I think so I started with greeting cards because that was the first like so I got my press when COVID kind of first came about and um I used all my free time uh to make greeting cards and I had like a whole line of I think I had like 15 greetings at one point and I was like I'm going to build a whole shop out of greeting cards and that's going to be my new thing and it's going to be amazing. And I got on Etsy and like crickets, (laughs) (laughs) which like has nothing to do with me or my note cards or anything like that. But it was just so funny. Like, I think it also has nothing to do with Etsy. Like, it's one of these things where hilarious it. And we're going to get into it, but it's one of the, yes. All right. Let's just get into it. Yeah. Just know that if you're starting out, just know that if you're starting out, it doesn't always start out with like sale after sale after sale. 
it totally doesn't. And think of how long even now, like it's 2023. We've had very flourishing businesses. Like we have amazing clients and um, still neither of us like do an incredible volume on Etsy. And that is that in part is only because we have not actually put the time into doing it the way that you need to do it to be making yeah it's it's always been a secondary side thought for us exactly and it's not like some big hidden secret and it's not like incredibly hard work it's just it's time consuming and it is something that you have to prioritize yeah for sure it definitely requires a level of commitment to just like putting in that time and that energy into you know all the the things you can do to make your Etsy yeah. algorithm work in your favor. But um, yeah. yeah, for both the of us, basically. Yeah, for both of us, it is very much a side of our businesses. It is a part of our businesses. It is not the main pillar of our businesses. So that's yeah. something to note for sure throughout this episode. Up until this year, I've always used it as a way to potentially just introduce people to my brand. Um, And then I wanted to get them off of Etsy and like shopping on my website, but I've actually taken all of my listings off of my website. And now when you click shop, it links directly back to my Etsy store. And (laughs) I'm so happy about that. Like, I'm okay, so we're going to get into it now. All right. So some basic fundamentals of Etsy. It costs you nothing to set up a shop, like literally take your email address plug it in, give them your bank info, boom. It's one of the reasons that you can argue that starting an Etsy store is better than having your own website because right off the back, you're not making an investment until you sell something. Every single other platform that you could build a commerce shop off of, like a, an e-commerce site, is going to cost you money up front. And Etsy doesn't have that. So a low barrier to entry. <laughs> Yes, very, very (laughs) low barrier to entry. Setting it up is the part that I definitely skipped over for the first several years, Um, mostly because I didn't have an objective to make a lot of money. I was just like, I've made all these macrames. I want to get them out of my house. I'm going to start this Etsy shop and sell them. Mm -hmm. And then I've just kind of continued to carry that like, and just let it morph into whatever my business is. But... Setting up your actual profile is what will make you look like a reputable business. The settings can be like a little bit hidden. I get kind of annoyed where like I can't edit my shop banner where I'm editing all my other info. Shop stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's like that kind of stuff is annoying. But if you take the time and you go in, you can write a bio, you can make special shop announcements. You can upload photos of yourselves and descriptions of your like employees, all that kind of fun stuff. And it seems silly, but when there's like a billion things on a shopping site to choose from, knowing that you're a cat lady and you consider your cat as part of your IT department (laughs) might be the thing that tips the scale in your favor with specific shoppers. Like, do you think I should add Cruz and Otto to my shop description? Fuck yes. (laughs) Nelly and Zach are on mine. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, seriously, like any anywhere that you could tie in your personality, because here's the thing. If you have a website, the entire website should be your personality. On Etsy, all you have are the specific boxes that they give you to show your personality. If you don't take the opportunity to use those boxes like whenever possible, it's just like 
a lot, a missed chance. You know what I mean? For you to stand out amongst all the other people who might be selling like letterpress cards or invitations or anything like that. So you never know what's going to like ring the heart of a shopper. So you might as well just throw it all at the wall. (laughs) Yeah. Just try anything. Yeah. See what sticks. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the biggest chunk of stuff we're going to talk about in this episode, I tried to not make this a novel, but there's really no way around it, Yeah, well, is going to be creating listings. Yeah, and <laughs> arguably these are kind of the most important part of the part of the puzzle here, so. This is really like the most important part of the puzzle. This is the um, bread and butter for sure. Yes, and the experts will have so much specific info for you. We're not trying to take away from their valuable advice and resources, but we are just going to talk about like how to not do it half-assed because half-assed is not going to get you far enough. Like throwing one photo and a really odd title and a half-assed description is basically going to make you no money on Etsy. That we could guarantee. Um, Okay. So this is the part that's going to require effort. We were talking about this earlier about how Mariah and I just haven't prioritized the effort into Etsy. This is it. And it's not just a set it and forget it. The thing that can make you really successful on Etsy is creating multiple variations of your listings to try different keywords. It could be to just update your listings because certain keywords just aren't working for you, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, the first thing is photos. Your listing needs photos. Notice that I did not say perfect photos or professional photos. It just (laughs) needs photos. Yes, any Um, will do at some point. (laughs) Any will do. Obviously, like the the biggest thing is that you want it to be accurate to what you're selling. So if you take a photo and you're in a really dark space and then you try to brighten it up to be a more attractive photo, if that distorted the colors, then you're probably going to get yourself in trouble. But almost all of my listing photos have actually been taken on like a 24 by 24 inch board that I set on top of my toilet because my bathroom gets the best lighting. (laughs) And I just snap that photo. I put it into Lightroom to crop it into a little square unless I thought I had enough to actually take it in square format. Rarely happened, shockingly. And then I maybe adjust the color just a little bit to make it more accurate to like what you see because iPhones tend to distort the color just a just the teens. Yeah. Um, but honestly, your phone is like 99.9% of the only thing that you're going to need. Like you don't need a fancy camera and you don't need to have like one of those styled shoot mats. Like just find a solid surface in your house and use that. Like it could be a floor or a desk or your kitchen table. Like just give yourself kind of a blank canvas to work off of. Um And you don't have to have mind-blowingly brilliant ideas. Like your cards don't have to be like in a setting or have props around them. Like a lot of the shops that have 10,000 plus sales on Etsy are just the product against a white background. And that's it. That's their photo. When you actually go through Etsy and you look at a lot of people's listings and photos, you realize that like 
and you know this is kind of true with a lot of different things like social media is all recycle reuse all of the images and things that you take but like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be complicated like it can be and I think even more so in this modern like era of social media where people are like appreciating unfiltered like photos it's the same kind of concept here right like the more realistic the better um you don't want these like fake filters that distort what you're selling um you want it to be just like clear and simple and you want to see different angles of things and you know see a close-up see the whole thing in in the screen see it with an envelope see it without an envelope like see the inside of the card the back of the card whatever you know like you can take a whole bunch of different photos of the same exact product and they do not have to be anything fancy it doesn't have to be a staged you know photo where you're filling out that thank you card with a calligraphy pen and nib like it can just be the thank you card. <laughs> it doesn't have to be complicated at all. Yep. A hundred percent. The good thing about taking all of those photos, like the close up, the angle, the open and whatever, is a very key thing to getting more sales on Etsy is to use all 10 open spots of photos. Did not know that. <laughs> it's what I've heard everyone say. Um, it's not like a hundred percent like, oh, if you use all 10 photos, your listing's definitely going to show up. It's not about the algorithm. It's more of like the selling and converting factor of keeping people um, there longer. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, you don't have to have all 10 images be like tiny different angles of your product. My, um, What I tend to do is I have like five to six photos of the product itself. And like Mariah said, I'll do like a a general one of like just the top of the card so that like my store kind of looks cohesive. It's always like the very top of the card front on. Then I'll do like an angle so you could see the impression because obviously that's going to sell. Smelling point, yeah. That it's like a, you know, not just a digitally printed card. Um, then I'll usually do like another angle to get like different colors or whatever captured. Then one open so that you could see that it's blank inside because here is a hot tip. People don't read anything. So even <laughs> if your listing says blank inside, envelope included, if your photo doesn't show an envelope and if your photos don't show the inside of your card – you are inevitably going to get someone who's like, is it blank inside? Or um, did an envelope come with us? <laughs> yeah, I actually have a good story about this. So okay, one of the tell. reviews, okay, so I sell like no card sets and they're like uh, 184 pounds, so thick um, single, like they're not folded. They're just flat note cards. It says mm-hmm. that in the description, flat note card and the size, right? Four and a half, four and a quarter by five and a half inches. And one of the reviews I have, which is still a five-star review, it was a very positive review, but it was like the person reviewing said something like, uh, it is a flat card, not a greeting card. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, she didn't realize that. Like she did not read the description at all. Like, (laughs) you know, and, and that's fine. Like, and again, it was a positive review. So it's just funny. But I was like, oh, you literally ordered these, got them, and still didn't realize they were flat note cards. Okay, so where else can we make that, like, obvious, you know? Yeah. I am not a gambling person, but I would bet probably every penny in my savings account on somebody going on Etsy and purely adding something to cart just from seeing the image. Like, not even opening the description to see if it's 
actually a digital item or what size it might be yeah. <laughs> or yeah. anything like, and I do it all the time too. Like if I'm shopping for, I don't know, last time I was shopping for like something for my wedding, like to put in my hair, I was adding stuff to my cart that I just liked the way that it looked. And then when I needed to pick between two, I would go into the description and realize that, oh, not everything in that picture was included. This listing is only for this one barrette. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, I almost ordered it thinking that the whole ensemble was included. And then of course you look up in the title and at the very end of it, it says barrette only. (laughs) Case in point. I'm just saying listeners, people don't read anything. They usually do look at the photos. So anything that I need to communicate heavily in my description, I will put it, I will make sure that it is clear in the photos. And that also includes showing a picture of Gordy because I don't want people to be like, oh, why? Um, I want people to understand that it is not a digitally printed greeting card because letterpress greeting cards are a whole different ballpark. They Mm -hmm. should be more expensive because they cost more money to make like, and that that's just the fact of it. So I put a photo of Gordy, I put a photo of me, and then I usually let them know like my standard promos and my turnaround times and like anything else that is actually in the description. I just want to fill up all 10 of those things. So I will make these things on Canva. It is so easy. I just created one cute template and then I copy and pasted it and I have the font in there and then I just update it. Super easy. I love it. It's seamless. It's beautiful. It's so great. Um, The next thing to do is to add a video. Now, videos are 100% optional and they're kind of new-ish to Etsy, not really new anymore, but they quickly became a big thing. And I've even found myself as a shopper wanting to buy things that I can see like in real time. Um, The great thing about our work is that we're fortunate to have production that is so visually pleasing and to not show a little snippet of that off is a disservice. Like, it's a disservice. <laughs> just record a little clip of your press going, even just the flywheel. That's going to get people excited. They're probably yeah. going to buy your product. And your video has to be five seconds, which is where I usually make the mistake of like recording a video that's three seconds and then I can't upload it because it's not five seconds in length or longer. <laughs> So before you go batch a whole bunch of content, make sure you're taking the the videos and things to the right specifications um, and yeah. you know, learn from my mistakes. So. Yeah. I usually just crop down like a larger video. I will actually, I think in the past I have put it into TikTok to speed it up a little bit and then downloaded it. And But now That's I have smart. an app that I can speed up videos too, but I yeah. still like doing it in TikTok, man. Well, like, also it's just you- easier. Also, if you like made a reel or a TikTok when you were making that product, just download it and upload it to Etsy. <laughs> Reduce yes. and reuse all the content that you create, you know, <laughs> um, save all that stuff in one place and listen to our episode about saving stuff in a certain place if you need to. <laughs> the two TikToks that we just made with the same sound is a five second sound. Yes, so those exactly. are five second videos. Perfect. Yeah. And the Perfect. videos on Etsy do not uh, play any sound. So you don't have to worry about that, which is right. nice. Yeah, they don't play sound and they're very short and it doesn't have to be a video of the card, like you making the card that's in that listing. It could just be you printing. 
and that communicates enough that these cards are letterpress printed yep. or these invitations or whatever it is that you're selling. I'm just picking greeting cards to be. Yeah, because that's general. what we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next thing is the title of your product, and that should clearly state what it is. Gone are the days of stuffing titles with just a bunch of keywords. Just write what it is and don't don't write like what you like it should be what someone's searching for you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be only words that you know or industry related terms that shoppers probably aren't going to know this kind of transfers over to keywords as well like or to tags but just make it plain and simple like name the item what it is and then add anything else that people should know like envelope included set of six flat note card double thick like whatever yeah whatever it is short to the point put it up there so people know what you're buying yeah and also like also instead of like duplexed it could be thick luxury stationary you know like most people are like you're gonna have to use layman's terms things that people might actually search for things that most people actually know what it means and appreciate the value of like most customers are not going to be like, oh, it's duplexed. Well, in that case, I'm going to get it. Like, <laughs> highly unlikely. Yeah. You know, even and like, like even press. double thick. How would you know what double thick is if you don't know what the standard thickness is? Exactly. So, make so sure, like, like extra thick. Yeah, totally. Extra thick note card. Yeah, super thick. <laughs> super thick. <laughs> the thickest note card. <laughs> Anyway, so make sure you've got your little <laughs> synonym dictionary out because you may need to look up a, an alternative word to describe what you're trying to get the point across of. Um, but yeah, make sure you're speaking to everyone and not just yeah. other stationers out there or whoever you know your your people are, your market is. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you said synonym, but <laughs> my brain first heard cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon. <laughs> like, Oh my god, a cinnamon dictionary. <laughs> so <Good>. spicy. <laughs> Be great with hot chocolate. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. <laughs> next, the next thing. Okay, seriously. Okay. The next thing is description. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there and haters can hate on this, but I actually think the description is the least important part. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's okay. Here's the thing. I, I can't say whether or not the description feeds into the SEO the same way that like your title and your tags will. Um, I'm sure it can't hurt to have good keywords in your description, but the, to me, the most important thing about the description that by the way, no one's going to read because Etsy makes it so hard to even find where you click to read description. Do you ever find yeah. yourself like struggling to find that little thing to click? Yeah. And then you I have do. to like, and then you're like looking for the little more thing to expand it and you're on yeah. your phone and you're using your finger. So you tap other things and then all of a sudden you're like been taken to another page and goodbye. Pain in the dick. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> the most important thing about the description is that it is what will cover your ass. So make sure that anything that your customer needs to know is accurately recorded in the <clears throat> description. I am in this one Etsy group. It's like Etsy sellers something. And um, 
the only thing that gets posted in that group is, are people complaining about shoppers who are possibly scamming them or just possibly not happy with their purchase. But it seems like people wanting and demanding refunds for mistakes that they made is just mind-blowing. Yeah. So the best thing you could do is just be really accurate. And I want to reiterate that because I think – Oh, a good way to continually add to Etsy and keep up with maintenance is to duplicate listings so that you're not always starting from scratch. So you just need to be really careful that if you're duplicating listings or copy pasting things that you go into the description and you make sure that whatever is there is true to your listing. Yeah. Um, it really helps because you are going to have someone who's – you're going to have a Karen. A Karen's going to pop up. So just make sure that description is good. Oh, it's also a great spot to include more details about your process. So for a while, like, I always include things about, like, Gordy and being vintage and what year that he was made. But there was a whole while where I gave a whole, like, spiel on, like, how much I want people to send more mail. And so I'll even send you a stamp. And, like, I would talk about that stuff. Um, I no longer send stamps with greeting cards because that got expensive but um <laughs> it was a good goal it was a good dream it's it's a good place to show off like your personality and little things about it too I always appreciate when like somebody's description is a little quippy yeah yeah um okay after description is your tags and I am basically just walking through like <laughs> what a listing a is listing. The, yeah these are literally in the order that you are going to see them on Etsy yep um, tags is your next section. And other than photos, they are probably the most important part of your listing. This is how you're going to come up in search results. And you might be inclined to use tags that naturally make sense to you. Or when I first started using Etsy, I was using tags as a way to like, quote unquote, sort my products. Like I was putting them in like the categories that I would sort them in. Yeah. Um, that's not what you want to use tags for. No. <laughs> it's literally how people find that product. So you need to be thinking about what they would search for and what they would call this and what they like who they would buy it for. It's all about like putting your mind into the customer's shoes and trying to figure out what they would search for. Um, use tags wisely. You only get 13 of them. And I do recommend that if you run out of room, because honestly, sometimes with some greeting cards, I'm like, okay, this is a birthday card and it just says happy birthday on it. Like how many things can I think of to come up for this? Add your shop name. Because if you're someone like me, Studio Soprano, Soprano brings up a lot of Soprano merchandise from the TV show. Oh, so funny. I've started adding Studio Soprano into every single one of my tag and as a tag on every single one of my listings. And now my listings show up when you search that. And I am convinced that that is why. I bet. Otherwise, I mean, it wouldn't have done it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Okay, so that was my spiel on tags. Experts are going to have so much more advice for you, like how you pick them, where you could go to brainstorm ideas, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, actual um, research and data on what tags work. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'm not here to preach about that because I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, shipping profiles. Okay, this is 
one of my biggest like what do I want to call it I'm very invested in my shipping profiles now Mm. like I've gone on a journey with them (laughs) (laughs) on Etsy specifically or like across the board well Etsy specifically because across the board I just have three presets well this is the thing I have three presets and it never occurred to me to use those same presets in Etsy Mm, interesting. I was okay. trying to figure out what the Etsy shipping game is. All right. I'll, I'll talk about it. Okay. So there are a bunch of details between tags and the shipping profiles, or they actually might come after the description. There's a bunch of other details you could put in your listing, like it's SKU and the quantity and all that kind when of stuff. When this product was made, uh, colors and all kinds of things. Yeah. 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 All like of that's really intuitive. if it's really a vintage intuitive. item you're reselling or a thing you made or whatever. Yeah. 100%. And you could figure out, out all that for yourself because that's going to be very personalized to your business and your product type. Um, but the shipping profile is a very interesting thing because Etsy wants you to ship everything for free. Mm-hmm. In fact, today I, I was looking at my shipping profile that is only $4, which just to send like, just to send two of these, I'm holding up better mail to Mariah. Mm-hmm. If I if somebody ordered six greeting cards and I wanted to send them two of these little tiny stacks, this is going to cost me four dollars to ship yes. this because yep. it cannot fit in a letter. It is too thick to fit in a letter. It's gonna have to go in a padded mailer or some sort of small box, mm-hmm. and the shipping rate for that just starts at four dollars. Like. Yeah. It's it might be like, 380 but like, you know. Yeah, I, mean. I think the lowest I've ever shipped like a six, like a set of note cards for is like 380 or 390 something. But it's like on average like four or something to do that. And I use the yeah. eight by six by two box. The size of the box is not the most relevant thing. It's more about like the weight and just the fact that it's not a letter. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's like basically if you're going anywhere above a letter, you're looking at a $4 minimum to ship something. <laughs> Right. So I have the shipping profile, which is assigned to any of my listings that cannot ship in a flat letter mm-hmm. at $4. And there's this big warning sign at the top of the profile that Etsy's like, caution, your shipping profile is too expensive. Customers on average have said that they will not buy a product with shipping charges this high or whatever and it's just like fuck you Etsy (laughs) I love you and this whole podcast is I do think that you should be on but this is the one pain point for me because I'm like here is the thing there is no such thing as free shipping somebody is paying for it it is either us as the maker or the customer and even if it looks like we like a company is the one paying for the shipping 9.9 times out of 10, they're not. What they've done is they've baked the shipping charge into the cost of the product, which is so much easier to do when you're selling a t-shirt for $30 that only costs you $3 to make. Shoving that $4 in there, easy peasy. Yeah. Works a lot better on higher price point items for sure. Yeah. Like I went through all of my things. Like, so usually when you sell a set of note cards, you're already selling them at less than the individual retail price of one card. So -hmm. that's already a discount people are getting. Then 
Then you add on the layer that these are not digitally printed cards that may have cost like 15 or 16 cents. No, they're letterpress cards, which take a lot of time to print. And then they're also on cotton paper, which is more expensive. So you're already Mm -hmm. looking at like maybe spending like a dollar to a dollar 50 all in on your product. And then you're offering it at a discount from its regular retail price because it's in a bundle. But now it's going to cost you $4 to ship that. And somebody's going to pay for it, right? Yeah. So so the question is, like, where are you putting it? Are you putting it as your shipping profile? Like, it costs $4 to ship this. Etsy says people won't like that. No, no, no. I have a, (laughs) you know, the guy from Jurassic Park when he walks away? Yeah. No, no, no. Or do you like take $2, put $2 into the price of your item, put $2 into the shipping profile? It's all up to you. Yeah. The thing that I want to caution you against is not thinking about it. Because if you just put your shop at free shipping, because Etsy suggests you should, because people will buy it you might be shooting yourself in the foot. Like you might be giving away stuff. Yeah, because um, let's say they buy two things and that is a total of $10 in sales. You immediately lose 40% or even at, at least like 12, 15% of your sale just in shipping alone. Like, right. Yeah, right. It's it has to be worth it. It has to balance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what advice do I have to give on this? Make different shipping profiles This is kind of what I've decided to do. Of course, you can have different shipping profiles. I'm sure a lot of people do, and I always have. But I also used to put options on listings where you could buy one card or six. Hmm. Those are two different shipping shipping situations. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so I've actually started separating it out where I have listings of single greeting cards, and then if I offer them in like a set of six, that is linked in the description. And then I usually have like a little image as part of the image carousel that says, would you like six of these? Check the <laughs> description for a link. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then basically what happens is if people put multiple items in their cart and there is the shipping profile that's more expensive, Etsy is going to choose that one. So you're not going to like get totally shot in the foot. What I will say though, is they're always going to encourage you to offer free shipping at least at $35. And I think that's great. I think if people are making a $35 investment in your stationary business, there's probably enough profits in there for you to cover $4 of shipping. Yeah. Based on my math, I could even go a little bit lower. I think mine currently is at $25. Like if you spend $25, you get free shipping. Um, But you have to just do that math. Because what I was doing before is I was like, okay, Etsy said this, done. Or like, okay, I saw someone else charge this, done. And then one day someone ordered something from me and I did the math. And I was like, "Uh, I lost money on this sale. The worst, the worst realization in history. It was like, I wanted to do a mystery bundle of cards so that I can move out just these cards, like some of the designs I have too many of. So I offered them at a great price. But then when you took out the Etsy fees and the shipping charge and the fact they were already discounted, I was like, well, 
I made maybe 20 cents off of each card. (laughs) (laughs) Which, not enough, that's for sure. It's not enough. It's not enough. I mean, if you're selling high-ass volume, sure, maybe 20 cents is great, but I don't think any of our listeners are selling that kind of volume. I sure am not. Yeah, I'm not. But maybe one day. Maybe one day we will be. Um, Okay, so that's my ramble about shipping profiles is just, you know. And also, like, I will say that when you do, like, kind of hone in as you have more Etsy orders and you see what sells and what doesn't, it's it's a lot easier to decide, okay, well, I need these types of shipping profiles because here's what people are buying. And, you know, I don't get a lot of single or, or two cards in an order. I get three or a set of note cards and a card or that kind of thing. So, you know, you'll figure out what you're going to sell the most of and how you're going to package that and what makes sense um, as far yeah. as cost and making sure that that shipping is paid for by someone other than you um, whenever possible. So, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so know. true. I do feel like um, when I first started selling cards and stationary things on Etsy, I was really trying to shortcut to what the right answer was. And truth be told is you're 100% right. Like the way for you to truly know is for you to have made a bunch of sales to know first off, like what materials end up going into you packing an order. Yeah. Um, And how much all of those are going to cost because you want to factor those in. Like yep. those bubble mailers cost money. The little – uh like about my brand card costs money. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're first starting out, I think some of those things are easy to overlook and yeah. not factor in. And then as you start to scale and you start to ship out more orders and then you're having to reorder all of those shipping supplies, you really start to think about like, okay, well, who's paying for this now? Like yeah. what how, how, what cost how is my sale covering all yeah. of this? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and I've also gotten a lot more efficient over like the years. Um, mm-hmm. And, and again, that's something that when you have one Etsy order every week, it's hard to do. But as you get a couple every week, you become better at it and, and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, I have kind of honed in on what box sizes I need to keep stocked for my own business in doing custom work as well as my, you know, product sales. And, you know, I really wanted like this beautiful custom branded tissue paper for the longest time, but I ended up just ordering plain white. <laughs> like that has served me just as well and cost me way less. Um, yeah. you know, so you'll figure out, you know, what's important and what's efficient to you and, you know, what makes sense and where you want to cut corners and all of that. Um, not cut corners, I should say, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like for you, it's like including stamps is like a great concept. And I, I know people liked that, but when that 50, those stamp prices keep going up. <laughs> I know. I know. It killed me. Well, so how it originally started was at the end. So I buy like sheets of stamps for better mail. And then I'll have like these onesie twosie of those designs sitting around. Like the one that I literally couldn't get rid of was the Bugs Bunny or the like the oh, Looney yeah. Tunes set. Yep. Um, I just like could not get rid of them. So I started putting them in my Etsy orders and I was just like, you got a bonus stamp, but like they also would have to really <laughs> enjoy yeah. Bugs Bunny. Yeah. So that's how it kind of started was just to clear out inventory. But then I was like, oh, crap, the price of stamps went up and this is actually like legitimately costing me more money than I wanted to. Yeah. One thing that I do that I think people really like when and I've noticed it in reviews and messages from customers is that I have a little box in my closet of inventory that has freebies. And 
this includes, uh, I have two of these cards left. I'm done. I'm not reprinting them. And I will just put them with an envelope and then throw them in an order if somebody orders, you know, a couple sets of note cards or something. And people really seem to like that, but you have to make that make sense for you. Like you cannot just give away stuff for free, even if it's stamps, even if it's a card that you no longer want to sell, you can't just give it away. Um, And also you are like in general with selling stuff, you're going to want to be consistent. So like, you know, only include that on orders above 30, like put a rule in place, even if you're the only one that knows that rule, just because you don't want to set expectations that next time they order, they're going to get this and then they don't get it and then they're not happy, you know, so um, be cautious with those things, but definitely have fun with Etsy. You know, people love opening up a fun package. Um, People are ordering on Etsy because your things are handmade. People, you know, are looking for things that are not just from box stores. They don't go on Etsy to buy stuff they could get at Target. They go on Etsy to mm-hmm. buy something that you made by hand with love, etc. So, you know, that personal touch is really important on Etsy, I think, and and people seem to value that. So, I agree. I agree. All right. So to avoid making this further into a masterclass on Etsy, <laughs> um, I just have two more things to say um, about your listings. And that's the more listings that you have, the more you're going to show up in the searches. And that that also doesn't mean that people are going to look at all of those listings. So there's this really weird thing. And like, I think Carly just talked about it on her Instagram. There's just this really weird thing is like, you're going to have a few like really good sellers and that's fine. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't add like other products to your shop because the more robust your Etsy shop is, the better it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure how to start off those listings um, or like how to get so many, you could just start off by offering like here is a single card and that's a listing. And then here is that same card, but it's sold as a box of six. Yeah. Um, and then maybe – you know, you've got like three cards up, but now you sell them in sets of six. Now you already have six listings. Like that's going to help you. And we'll get into what exactly that'll cost you next. But that's just the advice that Mariah and I have seen like actually work is that the more that we've added to Etsy and we've like updated old listings, like basically the more that we've maintenanced our shop, the more orders we've gotten. And we both have like these lit, these one or two listings that just continue to sell. Yeah. And it's just, it's funny. I mean, it's great, but it is funny because we both have pretty robust offerings and like it never fails. It's always going to be one of two of our listings. I have several products that I've never sold. Yeah. And I have a set of note cards I've reprinted three different times. Yeah, because those are what I sell. And it's absolutely crazy. And yeah, there's no way to predict that. Like all the market research you can do, like there's no anticipating what people are actually going to like and what's going to resound or respond, like what they're going to respond to. And it's interesting and it's fun. And that's part of the like experiment, you know, but um, yeah, you'll definitely have things that even if you update keywords, even if you change out the holidays and offer sales on that thing, it still may never sell, even if it looks just like the other thing that you sell a lot of. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, okay. So now to go back to the title of this episode, which is to avoid going broke. 
Very important. Um, obviously, <laughs> we can't tell you what price your product should be set at. Only you can do that math. Only you know what it costs as far as material and labor and all of that stuff. Yep. Maybe you're outsourcing your letterpress or maybe you put gold foil on your cards. Like, I don't know what you do, so I can't tell you what price to put. <laughs> yeah. But we can tell you three things that you can definitely do to avoid. We've already talked about one of them, which is just be mindful of free shipping. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying you shouldn't do it. I'm not saying that you should only do it because I've noticed like you have free Mm -hmm. shipping for your individual greeting cards, but like you've probably done the math and like figured out the dollar 80 it's going to take me to send this is going to be fine. Or I know that my clientele usually only buy a greeting card if they also buy note cards and therefore it all flushes out. Yeah. But as long as you're putting some thought into it, then great. Like if it works for you, great. I definitely had stuff up there and I was like, crap, this shipped for free. Now I like didn't make as as much money as like I would have preferred to make on it. Yeah. And you know, like this is important to note for everyone listening. Jillian and I make very similar products on similar materials and similar equipment, but our costs are not the same. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. like our costs to make those cards are not the same. Um, And, you know, what makes sense for our business structures is different. And like we have a lot in common and we have so many subjects that we like line up perfectly on, but our costs are completely different in in different ways too. Like, you know, so that's something to be considered. No one is the end all be all answer for whether you should do free shipping if someone else is offering a greeting card and they ship it for free does not mean that you should offer to ship it for free. So literally you have to do the math and decide what threshold is worth it to do free shipping and how that works for you and your business and what you're selling. Um, And also it's important to know that you can change this at any time. If you decide that it's not working or that you do want to offer free shipping, then go ahead and do that. You know, you can update that at any second on Etsy 24 seven. So, or you can even run a promo to see like, if that makes a difference, if that changes the needle. Yeah. So because there yeah. could there could be a threshold where if you're doing enough revenue, then only making a small amount on each individual sale is like fine. Yeah. Um, I am just of the mindset that I really want to get as much of the profit out yeah. of the cards as possible because they do take me so much, so much time to print and I totally. just Well, and you also have way more card offerings. So the amount of time and like design and plates and all of that is very different when I have like, I have like a handful of greetings. Um, You know, I have- And your inks are pre-mixed because you are brilliant. (laughs) And like just in general, your cost of overhead is so much lower than in California too. I print larger quantities at once and then I don't print for a long time. So, you know, there's a lot of differences in how we structure our pricing and- um, yeah, so, but you know, you can change that at any time. You can always go on and adjust. If you find that, you know, you have your card set to ship for free and you have a lot of people buying one card and you're paying, you know, $12.20 to send every single one of those, then change that or vice versa. If you find that nobody really orders one card and that it makes sense when they order three or more to get free shipping, then, then do that. Um, yeah. It's not forever. That's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to encourage people to buy more to get the free shipping. Like that's yeah. my angle. Yeah. Like if you want to buy one card, great. But like buy four. Yeah. <laughs> but why not get three or more? <laughs> but why not buy four? Yeah. Um, okay. So the other two things other than be mindful with free shipping is 
do not forget to factor in the Etsy fees when you're thinking about your price. So if you remember at the beginning of the episode, we talked about how um, it costs nothing to open your Etsy shop. And this is true. So if you're wondering how the hell do they make their money, obviously it's off the sales that you make. And honestly, that's a very fair trade because Etsy brings in all those warm leads. Etsy is even doing offsite marketing for your products when you don't even know about it. And Mariah and I will talk about that later because she just got her first off-market sale. But um, okay, so currently (laughs) at the time of this recording, it is January 17th, 2023. Um, Etsy charges 20 cents to establish a listing. So just to create the listing that we were talking about earlier – Um, you'll just pay a flat rate of 20 cents. If you create a single listing for products with different variations, like multiple sizes or colors, or like we talked about before, distinguishing between a single card set of six, yada, yada, um, you'll be charged a listing fee each time a new item is sold. So it's 20 cents up front to establish the post and then the first time that it sells, you've already paid that twenty cents. But anytime thereafter, um, it'll you will get charged that twenty cents listing fee. Okay, so that's the first one, twenty cents. So then the next fee is your transaction fee. This is six and a half percent of the total sale, including your item price, your shipping your wrapping fees, and any personalization charges. So whatever the total is that your customer is paying you for that sale, Etsy is going to take six and a half percent of that entire total. And that is their transaction fee. Now they're also processing the payments for us. And if you were to, you know, have a Squarespace website, you're probably using Stripe or Square. Um, or a Shopify website, you're using Shopify, like all of these different platforms, whoever is processing the payment typically takes a payment processing fee. So for Etsy, it is a 3% fee of your total payment, as well as 25 cents. So all in all, you're paying nine and a half percent plus 45 cents, if that makes sense, because 20 cents to list it and then 25 cents as part of the payment processing. So as you can see, that quickly adds up for someone who's selling, um, you know, something low at a low price point, like a sticker or even a greeting card, like stickers that sell for, you know, $2. I have this really great calculator in front of me. A sticker that you're selling for $2 you might be charging a dollar for shipping. So that is a total sale of $3. Now, the sticker, the envelope that you put your sticker in, and then any branding materials that you put your sticker in, let's estimate that that cost you 90 cents all in and that you shipped it with just a regular 65 cent forever stamp. Your total revenue was $3. Your listing fee is 20 cents. Your transaction fee is 20 cents. Your Etsy payment fee is 34 cents. And your total fees altogether is 74 cents. 
So your cost of goods sold, including the fees, is $2.29. That means for that $2 sticker that you sold, you're actually only making 72 cents off of it. And it is like largely coming from the fact that you charged for shipping. As you can see, those fees do add up. And of course, it's, you know, it's one of those things that can kind of tip the scale when sellers are thinking about Etsy. But the best thing about it is, is your investment in this platform directly comes from your success on the platform. And if you are pricing appropriately, if your products are priced with the Etsy fees and shipping charges in mind, then you're only going to have success. You have success and Etsy has success. It's like a shared mutual relationship. Um, okay, so all in all, it's 9.5% plus um, $0.45 cents as far as fees. You just don't want to forget about that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually forgotten about it when I'm creating the prices, but I certainly like whenever you get that like your money is being deposited notice, do you always think yes. like that's it? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it, Mariah. Thank you. That's exactly it. I'm always looking at like my deposits from Etsy and I'm like, hmm, interesting. It's like it should have um, been more. <laughs> yeah. Cause of course it's like a weird percentage, like six and a half percent. Like it's it always used a to weird be number. five. Yeah. So it was kind of like easy math to do. And now it's just like honestly I make a sale on Etsy and I'm like, whatever, whatever they deposit. I trust. Yeah. I trust and I'm thankful. <laughs> um okay, so make sure to factor that in. Yeah. And then to also know your full costs. So the only way to really do the math and to know your listing price is to know your full cost. And that's going to include any and all materials used to package or ship your product. So yes. that cute little window box that your cards go in or uh, the tissue paper that you wrap around it, like all of those things have to be paid by the, the sale bags, of your product. The chipboard. The clear bags. The little sticker yes. used to seal it or the label paper you print uh, your shipping label on. All of that stuff is going to add up real quickly. Okay. So <laughs> I feel like that was a mini TED talk on Etsy. <laughs> yeah. And just like, honestly, I know that some of this stuff sounds so, especially regarding pricing, it's so basic and it's so obvious. But the thing is, is I know someone out there is listening and they are at the very beginning of their journey and they may be getting swept up in the feelings of, well, I want to be competitive or... Yeah. I want to match whatever so-and-so is pricing. And the truth is the most important thing about running your business is covering your costs and try to be competitive in other ways. Be competitive about um, your designs, like your aesthetics. Be competitive in the way that you really research your key tags, like your keywords and your tags <laughs> be competitive in the way that you show up on Etsy every day and like fluff up a listing or something because yeah. Etsy actually loves whenever you just log on. I swear on it. I swear Etsy they, just wants to be handheld. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they just want your attention. They're yeah. just like total narcissists and it's totally fine. <laughs> um, it is like having a puppy. You should like log on every day and make sure it's fed and yeah. you know, has been it's taken to the bathroom. Consider it your, your uh, Etsy uh, Tamagotchi pet. Oh my gosh, yes. It is so much like a Tamagotchi. Um, so yeah, just don't feel like you have to match what other people are doing. 
That I, gets you into so much trouble anywhere. So much but trouble. Yeah. Just, that's you know, so do trouble. the math. Make sure it's going to work for you because this is the thing. If you're building and you're creating an Etsy and you are working on adding the right tags and all these things, you're building it for the long term. This is not just like something you're going to do for a week and then shut off, right? So if you're building yeah. it for the long term, you want it to be profitable and you want it to make sense for your finances, your costs, etc. And that's yeah. the bottom line. There is no like... I don't even think that when people are shopping on Etsy, they're really like price comparison that much. Like if somebody is literally going to be like, um, your card is 50 cents more than this other person's card. Can you discount it? Then let them, let them go. Those are not your people. (laughs) Yeah. Those are not the people who are going to get your handmade card and be happy with it and leave you a five-star review saying how wonderful it is. Yeah. When I first started, my cards were on Etsy for like $4.75. And then I remember like being really stressed about raising them to $5. And then I remember being stressed about raising them to like $5.25. And I was like, should I put it at $5.15? Now they're just six across the board. And I used to like separate it out and be like, oh, well, one color ones could be five and two color ones could be six. And now I'm just like, frig it. Nobody gets that except you. Yeah. It's all six. So, um, yeah, I trust in you and I can't wait to see your beautiful listings on Etsy um also I just go on Etsy a lot in my incognito browser and just type in letterpress because I get excited to see like what's new in that search result yeah and often your cards with the hearts the like yes the little pattern yeah that comes up a lot when you just type in letterpress oh I love that well, that ties really in uh, in really nicely to my hot off the press segment. Do you want to just roll right into it? Yay! Yeah, let's do hot off our press. Okay, so this is actually it, it like ties in perfectly because um, a big thing for me this year is like planning and marketing for the next season. Um, and that was Valentine's Day for me this month, obviously, um, which is not like a huge season. It's not like all of a sudden I have like massive amounts of I mean, of it's business. big for cards. Yeah, but it's uh, probably the biggest holiday greeting or like greeting card holiday, right? Yeah. So, you know, like oftentimes I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to like create new things and I want to have a whole bunch of new products and I want to drop this whole new line of things. And I was like, you know what? I actually really love my Valentine's cards. Like I made them, I think some of them I made two years ago. Some of them are just a year old, but like, I really love them. Last year I reprinted all of them and uh, just really loved like the colors, the papers, everything that I did for that. And like the envelopes that I purchased and whatever. So this year I was like, you know what, instead of reprinting or creating new Valentine's Day cards, I did reprint a couple of those, like my hearts, which are really popular kind of year round. I reprinted a couple of the ones that are like that sell regularly, regardless of the time of year. And then I just used the existing ones from the other ones. And I took new photos. I updated my listings. And honestly, it has been more successful than any of my other like product launches. (laughs) (laughs) I have it is so funny to me I'm like this is actually hilarious like a whole new attitude and like refreshing existing stuff has been more successful than launching a whole new line of things and I think that is such a like eye-opener for me like so obviously hot off the press I did reprint some of those hearts those are definitely one of my like go-tos and people buy them a lot um And that's a card that people buy like a set of six of, or I've had people buy eight of at some point. And like, 
it's just a fun one because it's kind of like for any occasion it's like pink but not too pink it's you know whatever so I reprinted some of those and um I just like was overjoyed to just like you know be really thrilled with what I already have and that is something that I don't really feel like you know, when you start your business and you go through this like evolution product and design wise, like I feel like it kind of speaks to where I'm at in my business right now, where I'm kind of like hitting like this comfortable place. Um, last year was not comfortable. It was a massive like growth and change here for me uh, for better and worse. But this year is feeling like, okay, I'm just going to enjoy what I'm doing and I'm going to only do things that I enjoy. And if I don't feel like I have the energy, the creative just like drive or the ideas to create a whole new product line. I'm just going to focus on what I already have that fits that market. So yeah, that's my hot off the press. <laughs> I love it. What is, what's hot off your press? Okay. Um, since we're talking Etsy, I'm going to talk about my best selling card that it crafts, cracks me up every time I have to reprint it. And I always think to myself, why don't I reprint a ton but I think we've previously talked about my aversion to overprinting a design. I have yeah. like some, I have some PTSD and it would be one thing if I was outsourcing it, I would probably order a bunch mm-hmm. and then just figure it out. But when it comes, even if I pull like a hundred cards over and put it on my feed tray, I will stop myself somewhere around 50. I do that a lot of times. Like I'll pull a whole fat stack and I'll be like, nah, I'm over it. This is <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't know. I I think it feels like a lot when you're looking at it, you know? Yeah, and I I hate being wasteful. It's more than just the loss to, the financial loss to my business because at the end of the day, it's, you know, fucking paper is what it is. But um, there's just something about, my husband has brainwashed me into caring about the planet so much that it impacts every single decision I make. I love the way you phrase that. Um, Zach yes, will love it. Because <laughs> I was always a little bit planet conscious, but he has like completely changed who I am at my core to the point where like I could actually cry over the box of offcuts that I have. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So anyway, my new the card that I have to reprint all the time, it's a small cooler filled with ice and cans. And it says older but cooler. And it is the first card that I've had to reprint this many times. And I challenge myself to reprint 50 of them, which is two colors in less than an hour. Because I was like, okay, if I'm not going to do a high quantity, I need to at least be not spending a lot of time on it. Like bang, 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 bang. So um, I had those two color inks pre-mixed because they are two of like my color. It's like a denim blue and a coral. And I now have like a little tub of them. It looked like I... I see. I wrote this down, but I honestly want to tell you, like, honestly, it looked like I was on a freaking game show. I was like, when I was cleaning, I was pumping the treadle so hard because I was like, must get ink off. And here's my trick to, um, so obviously I set a timer for myself, but my trick to knowing how much time I'm taking without looking at a timer, because that's a waste of time. I put Taylor Swift 10 minute version on repeat. Oh my God. So you I would. Will know, like the moment that song ends, I'm like, okay, it's been 10 minutes. What am I doing? What am I doing? How much time? <laughs> so anyway, I just want to say that. Um, so did you do it? Final, it time, 
37 minutes and 12 seconds. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I was really happy. And that includes printing the bug on the back of my, like my logo. Yeah. On the back of my card, um, which I do separate, even if it's the same color. Because impression. Um, because of the impression. Yeah, me too. So I was very impressed with myself. And <laughs> pun intended. Pun totally intended. <laughs> And honestly, I would have to give an honorable mention to Gordy. He participated in the race. He did not give me any problems. He uh, He accepted the fact that I put a very strange amount of ink on him for the second color and (laughs) still came out great. Um, (laughs) So he gets it. It was so okay. Have you ever had an ink that just like will not spread? Yes. Like, okay. Anything green. Okay, so my denim, my de- okay, That's it is denim blue. Like it is literally the color of like a medium blue pair of jeans. Yeah. And it is made of green and pink. That's so funny. That is what the Pantone formula is. So why, of Pantone? course as you why? Know, why? Well, pink is so fluid too, but it didn't help offset how clunky the green is. Anyway, I knew it wasn't going to spread, so I put probably double the amount I should have put on (laughs) and just spread it myself I was just like scraping it down and it works but you could tell by the sound of it that it was way over inked and I was thinking to myself run one and see how it goes and if you have to wipe ink off then wipe it off and it was fine yeah I mean I think if you took a magnifying glass to it you could tell that the press was over inked but no one's going to do that. So no one's going to do that. If you buy from my Etsy shop and you're taking a magnifying glass, you better leave a five star review. <laughs> leave a five star review. That's all I have. To say. Even if the comments are like it was over inked, five stars. <laughs> five stars. Five freaking stars. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that was honestly that was a really fun day on the press. I'm super stoked. And if you have someone in your life who is older but cooler, I've got a card for you. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That card I know I'm familiar with because uh, you sold quite a few of them at the printer's fair um, when we were there in Los Angeles, too. I was I remember yeah. people being like, oh, my God, this is so funny. Like, that was a hit. It is a hit. It is. Crowd. And it helps. OK, it helps that the cooler is so freaking cute. Yeah, it really is the like, cutest cooler of all time. I know it probably sounds very vain to, like, talk about how much I love my own artwork, but that was one of the pieces that the moment I drew that, I just almost died over how cute it was. I'll say With it for little you. little birthday banner. I'll say it for you. It's the cutest cooler of all time. And I about died the first time I saw it with its cute little banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, support Hot Off the Press podcast <laughs> by going over to Mariah Creates or Studio Soprano <laughs> on Etsy and buying any of the cards that we talked about today, leaving us a five-star review, leave us a five-star review on Apple <laughs> Podcasts as well. Yeah. Oh, man. Or go visit us on Instagram at Hot Off the Press Pod and say hello because all of those things bring us lots of joy and will make us laugh uh, at a later date. So please do. <laughs> Oh man. I love it. Well, I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank for- you. That was I actually learned so much. I can't wait to go refresh my Etsy. Um 
part of my my motivation Monday is, or my uh, maintenance Monday is to update all my listings and plug in inventories and stuff. So um, yeah. every week I'm trying to make an effort to do that. So I'm going to take all the notes I took from your your TED talk today and I'm going to implement them <laughs> immediately on Monday. Yay. And um, if you're listening and you want to um, start taking Etsy a little more seriously, we will put some of our um, friends recommendations links down in the show notes yeah so that they, uh carly is just one of the best about etsy she has a lot of like really great stuff and guides and i'm pretty sure they're all still available and laney also has some good things so yeah actually well, laney may have taken off her etsy things now so probably on youtube though she probably still has some videos up yeah yeah anywho yay well thank you all for being here we love you good luck on we etsy love you. wishing you all the best don't go broke (laughs) Bye. bye